On today's episode of Video Marketing Madness, we're going to discuss shooting video on your smartphone and what apps you should use. And today's episode is made possible by our good friends over at Movo. And of course, the RVG studios are powered by Movo. Movo creates all sorts of great microphones, including studio microphones, microphones for your smartphone, perfect for today, as well as stands, lights, and many other things that you can use not only for your smartphones, but on other devices as well. Some of those microphones are great for your DSLRs, your camcorders, your computers, your iPads, your phones, whatever it is you want to st stick them on, you can do it with Movo, sound better, look better, and record better with Movo. And with that, Steve, are we ready to hear the beautiful, dulcet tones of the RVG song, Rock and roll, Ray. Here it goes. He's Ray the video guy. Yeah, Ray the video guy. His skill is where it's at. Even if he's a little fat, he's filled with video expertise. And has so much knowledge that you need. His YouTube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's Ray the Video Guy, yeah, Ray the Video Guy. It's the radio show about video, video marketing madness with Ray the Video Guy, and I'm Steve Sleeper, and the landing page is govmm.com, where you can get social with us and get all the podcatchers, including Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe, leave a five-star review. Yes, please do. We could use them. We could always use them. We always want five-star reviews in everything that we do. That's right. Especially podcasts and local businesses mm -hmm. and whatever else we do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Except mm -hmm. on YouTube where we get thumbs up and thumbs down. No more five stars there. Nope. Just thumbs up and thumbs down. And a subscribe. And they used, they used to have five stars, you know, on YouTube they? years ago. Really? They did at the very beginning. Yeah, they, they used to rate videos by stars. Now it's just ups and downs, but it used to be stars. I'll be darned. Yes, you would. You would be darned. Mm -hmm. And speaking of being darned, if you've ever tried to shoot video with your smartphone, you may have been uh, saying, darn, this is not giving me what I want. Has that ever happened to you, Steve? Yes. It has. I'm not surprised. You're one of those Android sufferers, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, I figured I, as much. Well, you know, actually, I, <laughs> when I was in the second grade, I got my Androids removed. Nice, nice. I don't blame you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I've been working for years to get Androids removed. I got my, my tonsils and my Androids removed. Nice. I think they use them to make phones now. Mm -hmm. And with that, of course, what we're talking about is if you've ever gone out and shot video with your smartphone, you know, these smartphones, Steve, have built-in cameras and, and video cameras, and they actually do a pretty darn good job. I'm, we certainly can't complain too much about what they give you. You're, you're buying a phone and you're getting a high quality studio, uh, quality camera in your pocket, at least compared to cameras from 20 years ago anyway. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they do a pretty good job. It's, it's certainly not bad, but if you want some real control, you gotta take control and use something a little more robust in order to get everything that you want. And, uh, you know, with the built-in ones, and, and I'll be honest with you, I've never used an Android phone of any kind. I, I've hardly ever even touched one, so I apologize that I am not an expert on the built-in camera app for Android. But assuming it's similar to the iPhone one, um, you know, it takes video, takes video at 
depending on which phone you have, at a variety of different qualities, anywhere from uh, 1080p these days all the way up to 4 and 8K. And so you can get some really nice stuff. Um, to be perfectly honest with you, I, well, I'll, I'll shoot in 4K sometimes. A lot of times I'll shoot in 1080p because that's where my stuff is going to be at the end. Mm-hmm. So there's really no reason to take up the extra space for me, at least, when I'm shooting. But uh, you certainly can do that if you're really looking for something good and something that uh, is super high resolution. You can certainly do that. Um, but I tend to stick with 1080p because it's what my final video is going to be when I export it out to uh, YouTube or wherever I happen to place it out there. And uh, there's actually a good reason why I stick with the 1080p. One, the quality is fantastic at 1080p, but uh, many of the third-party apps, when you shoot and export in 4K, they don't work properly with video of that size. For instance, some of the uh, um, uh, sites that do trainings, you put that video up there, it's not going to work properly. So you, you need to be in 1080p or less in order to do that. So since a lot of my stuff is trainings, you know, we're not we're not taking beauty shots here. We're we're you know taking pictures of you. people's businesses and screen flows and and you know pictures of myself. And actually, the funny thing is that uh, the screen flows actually are in 5K. When I, <laughs> I do them and, and they scale down to 1080p. So um, that is a difference as well. But that's just because it's capturing my whole screen and my screen is a 5K screen. Um, so it is capturing that in 5K, but in the end, it's going down to 1080p anyway. And, and really, do you need to have 5K um, for you know showing off how to use a piece of software? Probably not. Do you need 5K or, or 8K or 4K when you're just shooting me going, hey, here I am in the studio and we're going to talk about you know Google My Business today? We don't need that. So that's why I do 1080p. I will shoot in higher sometimes just for the fun of it. If it's something that's um, you know, really a beauty shot of something, I'll go higher. But there's really no reason for me to most of the time. Uh, but these cameras can do that. And these cameras also have the ability to pull focus, usually just by tapping a section of the screen. You can change the focus or you can change the, uh, the iris a little bit. Um, but you don't get full control over everything like you would with, say, a nice, you know, prosumer to professional camera. And those things, you're going to have 100% control over the iris. You're going to have 100% control over the shutter speed. You're going to have 100% control over, you know, the contrasts and the colors and, and, you know, pretty much anything that you want, you're going to have access to. You're going to have meters on there for your audio. You're going to be able to control your audio and, and limit your audio. And you're going to be able to do filters and you're going to be able to do all sorts of great things that you may not. White balance, for instance, is another one that you can do with these professional cameras that when you pull out your iPhone or you pull out your Android phone, you're not going to get a lot of that right away. Yeah, it's going to do a lot of that stuff automatically, auto white focusing. It's going to do auto irises. It's going to do auto focusing. And you can control some of that a little bit, but you don't have precision control over it. And you certainly don't have a lot of control over many of the uh, other aspects of the image that you may or may not want to control. And you're not going to get things like guides. So for instance, you're not going to get a uh, a, a third grid on there. And a third grid is that kind of Brady Bunch box, tic-tac-toe box that overlays on your screen so you know where somebody should be. If you're if you're doing a lower third, you know where the lower third is. You know where their eyes should lay. Um, you're not going to get things like zebra stripes built into most of these phones. And stuff like that can be a big help when you're out there shooting. And therefore, we're going to want to use third-party apps because... Believe it or not, despite the built-in cameras being very automated, 
a lot of those features are in those cameras and you can control those things if you have the right app to do that. And there are actually quite a few apps um, on both iPhone and Android. And, and I do have to say in the past, in the past, um, when we've talked about this before, it was very difficult to talk about Android because there really wasn't a lot of apps that controlled video for you. Uh, I think there was a lot of photo apps, but there wasn't a lot on Android that did video. And uh, fortunately, that has changed. Many of the apps that were on the iPhone are now on both. And there are even some that are on Android that are exclusive to Android. Uh, I will be 100% honest and tell you I have no idea how good they are because, again, I've never used an Android. I've never shot video with an Android. But I'm sure based on the specs and based on the lenses and based on the software that, you know, you're going to be able to control just like you would with some of the software that's for both. And so we want to talk a little bit about these softwares, and there are quite a few. Um, one very popular software that many people use is called LumaFusion. And LumaFusion, that one is an iOS only, but LumaFusion is actually a very good application if you want to check this out. Um, it's going to give you video recording, and it's also going to give you some nice, um, uh, yeah, I guess we'll call it editing features. Yeah, why not, you know? Um, if you're going to go out there and you're going to be doing some editing on there, it, it actually does have a, a bit of a nonlinear editor built into it, which is kind of nice. So you can definitely check that out. Luma Fusion. It's on the App Store. Um, it is a pretty powerful nonlinear editor. It's got, um, you know, a lot of the features that you would want in a professional shooting app. Um, it is kind of expensive, and I'm not, I don't recall the exact price of it. I think it's like maybe like $30 for this one. So it is a little bit expensive. Um, takes a bit of learning. It's definitely got a learning curve to it, but it can be a very good uh, little application that can help you out with uh, all of your shooting. Uh, another one that I want to mention is iMovie. If you haven't used iMovie, it is Apple's built-in easy to use yet still powerful video recorder and editor. Um, it doesn't have a ton of features for the shooting. It does have some good video editing, but again, that's another one that you can play around with. But since we're mostly talking about shooting, I didn't want to spend too much time on that one because it's basically, you know, not really any different than the built-in uh, video recorder that's in the iPhone. So, uh, but if you want to be able to shoot and edit in one app, that is another app that can do that there. Uh, there's an app called Pro Movie Recorder, and again, sorry, Android folks, it's iOS only. Maybe someday it'll be both, but this one here is also a very good one. It allows you to control things like exposure. It gives you all your different camera options. Uh, it allows you to, you know, edit the footage kind of, not really, but it does have a little bit of that. Uh, it's got a lot of the different adjustments in there, the zooms, the focus, the white balance. It gives you all the on-screen information that you need, which is really nice. Uh, it is free to download, which also makes it really good. Um, you know, they, they will, uh, they do have in-app purchase for, I think it's like three or five dollars or something like that, but you can download it for free and use it. Um, and some people have complained that the, the interface isn't as professional or as nice, but for me personally, I think it's got a very nice, um, uh, interface. It's got this nice little HUD where everything is around the edges of the image, so everything that's in the center you still see. And the HUD is semi-transparent, so you can still see what's going on on the screen while you're doing things. So for me, I think it's a very good one. Um, you know, definitely worth a try, especially since you can download it for free. Why not? Get in there and do it. Okay, 
Another one that we want to mention, and this one, by the way, again, I don't know a ton about this because this one is Android only. It's called Camera MX. But from what we hear, it actually has a very good um, set of features. So it, it's, uh, it's also a still camera. It's got video editing tools built in, and it's uh, free to download. So now the editing is pretty basic, but at least it gives you some of that in there. So you can definitely try that out. So head on over to the Google Play Store. Check that one out because it doesn't cost anything to try it out. So why not? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Do it. Why not? Yeah. Why not? All right. Another one that's very popular is one called Movie Pro. Now, Movie Pro is very similar to the one that we just talked about. This one's iOS only, but it's very similar to the Pro Movie Recorder in that you get that HUD on the screen with a lot of information. Um, the HUD on this one actually is a little bit more low profile. What's so a HUD? What's a HUD? The heads-up display, Steve, heads-up display. So oh. that would be like all the, the buttons and readouts and stuff that are on the screen when you're looking at it. Is that like a graphic interface? Yes, that would be a graphic interface. How about Florida Man? Is he part of that? Florida Man uh, does not use graphic interfaces. Okay. And he's usually naked when he does it, but that's another story. All right. So this one here with uh, Movie Pro, you get all your stuff in there, your record button. You've got your lens. You can choose your lenses front and back and whatnot, the big lens and the small lenses that are on the iPhone. You've also got your um, your volume adjust for your audio. You got your white balance and and your focus and all of that built right in there. You can control all of these things. And like I said, the HUD H U D heads up display is very low profile. So it's it mostly instead of uh, big bars and things like that, it's it's limited to just little tiny icons that are overlaid on your video. And again, they're around the edge, so they don't interfere too much. I'm going to use that in a sentence every day now. HUD. Yeah, well, it's you know it's only been around for a hundred years, Steve. It's good for you to catch up now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am the twentieth century man. That that is true. That is true. Um, one limitation to this is that it doesn't have all the features that some of the other ones do, but it does have most of the features for people that are looking to do something more, and it's not going to be overwhelming. Some of the other ones can be a little overwhelming because they have so much on there. Uh, another one. This one is an Android. Only this one's called open camera. Now, again, I've never used this one, so I can only tell you what other people have said. Um, it's uh, it's very low cost. It gives you some interactive abilities with the videos. Um, it ain't pretty. <laughs> it is a very basic HUD and, uh, you know, it, it ain't pretty. But it does have some of the features to help you to take advantage of different things in there. Uh, you got your slow motion, you got your ISOs and your and your um, your, your exposures and and all of that stuff that you can take you can handle inside of there. But just not in a very pretty interface. But it is a popular one, and it is powerful. It does have a lot of features in there. So uh, next one I want to talk about is another one that is um, you know a pretty good one, popular. It's called Mavis. Now, Mavis is, um, it's got a lot of features. It is just full of unique professional level features in there. And it has a heads up display that is uh, a little more intrusive, but with a lot of really big features in there. You can control everything and it's very easy, looks very professional. Um, you know, it's got some of the best audio recording options available. And uh, it's free to use. 
Downside, iOS only. <laughs> so if you're an Android um, user, you're out of luck on that one. Wasn't Paul Newman HUD in a movie? I, I have no idea, Steve. Paul Newman was, uh, you know, from your generation. So Jack Camp was head of HUD. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. That's a housing and urban development, though. That's no. a totally different HUD. All right. <laughs> but, yeah, so Mavis, very, very good one. It has a lot of great features in there. Um, you can do you can set your bit your bit. Yeah, excuse me, your bit rates inside of there even so that if you want to record bigger files that are you know higher quality less compressed you can do that if you want to limit it down you can do that in there um it does have all of your features for white balance and and you know color settings and isos and and your your focus and uh your audio and everything inside of there it even has your your uh um excuse me your uh, meters in there so that you can really see exactly how that image is looking from a technical standpoint so you can actually see like a little vector scope in the corner and you can you know oh this is too hot there's too much reds in there you know you can adjust all of those things in there very very powerful uh piece of machinery for your iphone uh unfortunately again not android but you've got some good choices on android too but the the vector scopes the waveforms the features the camera settings all very, very good in this particular program. Um, and it's one that uh, I haven't played around with much yet, but it's one that I'm going to look into because it does have a lot of powerful features in there. And then the one that was ranked number one, and this is the one that I've been using for many years, and the good news is it is available for Android as well. It never used to be, but it is now, and that is Filmic Pro. Filmic Pro is an amazing video recording system that allows you to control everything from focus to uh, your shutter speeds, your zooming, you can control your white balance, you can control exposures and everything else, and they have it all from these nice little dials that appear on the screen. The HUD can be very unobtrusive, and you can change the way the HUD looks too, so you can have different things on there. Uh, many of the things are menu-driven, so they don't stay on the screen. You click on something to open up the menus to make some settings. So you can do things like change your bit rates, and you can change your uh, which camera you're using on your phone. So, for instance, on my iPhone, I've got three cameras on the front and one camera on the back. And so I can control which camera I want to use. Okay? Now, one thing to note about uh, Filmic Pro, aside from all of those different settings... They have a separate program, which I believe now is actually in the new upgrade. I believe it's actually included directly in the new program. I think it, it will switch uh, by pressing a button is a multi-camera mode. Now, what does this mean? Well, I'll tell you exactly what this means. What this allows you to do is to use multiple cameras on your phone at the same time. Mm. And so, for instance, uh, my son got married during covid and he got married at our house, and they did a first dance. And when I recorded that for him, I used the multi-camera system on that. And what that allowed me to do was to have a close-up and a wide shot recording at the same time. Wow. And so in the end, yeah, that's really cool. In the end, I could cut between them. And you could do that live. You could switch live and, you know, close-up, far, close-up, far, you know, near, far, middle, whatever you wanted to do. But in the end, you had separate video streams that you could use to edit that together and change the way that looked. And it looked like you had multiple cameras there. Now, 
multiple cameras that are right next to each other because it's the same angle, but you still, but you had those multiple cameras going on at the same time. Another great feature of that is that you can use the selfie camera and the front cameras at the same time as well. So for instance, I did some interviews with some businesses and I sat on the selfie side and recorded myself while the other side recorded the person that I was talking to. And that allowed me to have the two streams so I could cut them together and it could cut to me saying, hey, what about this? And then cut to them giving the answer. So you can actually do interviews with one phone shooting from both sides at the same time, which I thought was a very cool feature. And oddly enough, is actually a feature I have had before. I used to have a an old Panasonic camera that uh, it was a professional camera from probably the, the early 80s. And it looked like a regular big style camera with the big front lens on it and everything. But it had a second small lens that you could point backwards and shoot both directions at the same time. Wow. And it would it would even do picture in picture right on the camera. And the other thing that it would do is is you could actually do a weird superimposing thing right from in there too, where you could use the two cameras to do a background and, and a foreground. I mean it was crazy. But with the uh, with this program here with Filmic Pro and with that add-on, and again, I don't know if uh, for instance, when I was in Filmic Pro the other day, I noticed that that seemed to be a part of the system now, but I don't know if if that just you know when you click on it, if it just takes you to the other one. The other the other program for it is called Double Take, and so I don't know if it just uh, switches you to that camera, uh, to that other app separately, or if it's actually built in. I, I have a feeling it probably swaps you over to that other one, but it works very very well, um, and it does a really nice job. And uh, I've gotten to use that for some pretty unique stuff that um, you know it's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed using it. Yeah. So, and I'm I'm stalling here because yeah, that's what it does. If you click the button, it takes you to the Double Take app. So the multi camera one is is a separate app, but it's part of the same thing and it's built together with it. So uh, you can use that anytime you want. And again, Filmic Pro is for iOS and Android. I don't know if the Double Take feature is only iPhone. It may be. So you may want to check that out to see, but uh, if it does have the double take, you can do both of those, and that makes it a lot of fun. And like I said, this app gives you tons and tons and tons of features. You can control the volume uh, of your microphones. You can control your focus. It's got a an on-screen little ring that you can slide back and forth, and that changes your focus or your zoom, or your uh, it can change your, um, your f-stops, or it can change your shutter speed, all of that built in there. And you can go automatic with all these things, too. You can control your color, go in and change that. It tells you how much space you have left on your phone to record. So it can really help you out to make sure that you're doing good. Uh, you can also control the the uh, FPS, too. So if you want to shoot in 24 frames a second or, or 30 or 60, you can control that from in the app as well. And, and that's the case with many of the other ones, too. I, I didn't mention that, but uh, that is an option there. And, of course, like with the other ones, you can switch between the different cameras. So very, very cool stuff. Um, those are, in my opinion, and again, Android, I'm going with what I've read because I haven't used it, but in my opinion, the top apps that you can get. Filmic Pro, my personal favorite. However, I will be playing a lot more with Mavis to see if, uh, or Mavis, I'm not sure how they pronounce that, to see you know, if that one is a better um, version or, or not. Uh, it certainly seems to be very similar. I have a feeling it's it's just a uh, the exact same thing with, different ways to control it you know different uh control system but um pretty much the same but these are uh you know all great apps that are going to help you to take more 
uh, video at a higher level. Now, before we get out of here today, now that we know the apps, let's talk a little bit, Steve, about why you would want to really do this. Oh, I should mention Filmic Pro gives you some of the other metering tools as well. I, I mentioned in uh, Mavis that you've got the vector, the vector scope and the waveform monitor for your, um, for your stuff. You do have some of those features inside of Filmic Pro, but you also have in Filmic Pro your guides. So you can put that Brady Bunch guide on there, which you know, breaks the, so you can see the, uh, the nine sectors of your video. And that allows you to know, okay, somebody's eyes should be at this level and their mouth should be at this level and they should be on this third of the, the, the scene and that kind of stuff. Uh, they're in the middle. They're not in the middle. It also has the zebra stripes for different things too. So if you've got a shot that you're taking and the person's face is overexposed, it's going to put those zebra stripes on the face so that you know, oh, they're overexposed. You're going to bring the uh, iris down a little bit to turn to get those off so that you know that it's not going to be blown out when you get into the uh, editing room, which, by the way, is a feature that's in only the usually only in the higher end video cameras. So the fact that they've got that inside of Filmic Pro is a very, very good feature, very helpful. And all those things are you can turn them on and off. They're, they're optional as far as use. So why would you want to use these apps instead of just using the built in app? Well, there's a lot of different reasons. Um, the first one has to do, I think, with audio. When you're doing a video shoot using the built-in camera systems inside any of these, you don't really have any way to monitor your audio and really see where you're at. If your levels are way up, you may not know it until you get back to the edit suite, and then you're going to go, oh, crap, all my audio is terrible, and I can't use it. So the fact that many of these have meters on there so you can see how hot you are with your audio is going to be a big, big help. Uh, I use that all the time. That's one of the best features on there is the fact that you can see where your audio is at and you can control your microphone. So you plug in a microphone and then maybe you switch to a different microphone. It may have different levels. For instance, um, I've got the Movo, uh, a couple of different Movo microphones, the VXR10 and the VXR10 Pro. They're very similar microphones, but if you use the Pro, it's going to be hotter, it's going to be louder than the VXR10. So when you switch between one and the other, you're going to need to manually bring that down a little bit because now inside your, your built-in ones, it's probably going to auto-change that, but you don't necessarily want that either because as your voice changes, it's going to try to adjust and it's going to mess that up. What you want to do is you would like to control that audio yourself set it to where you want, and then be able to see how it's doing. And if there's any changes, you can adjust the microphone and really know that, or you can adjust the, the metering itself, you know, to bring it down the, uh, the input. But it's going to give you a lot better sound. You're not going to get the distortions. You're not going to get that auto gain that's going to go up and down. And, and if you've ever watched a video where the person comes on and they first sound like this, and then they start to get to sound normal again. That's the auto gain because you're getting on there, and it's got you way loud, and so it's blowing it out and then it adjusts automatically, but you're going to hear that, you know, that adjustment. And the reason is because let's say you're, you're recording a, a stand up and the guy, the person that you're working with is going to do a read of something. He's going to say the alphabet. Well, he's going to start off with silence and then he's going to come in and say A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Well, when you go to silence, the automatic gain control is going to bring that volume up because it can't hear anything. And then as soon as that guy talks, he's going to be blown out, and then they're going to have to adjust it automatically. But if you set that up beforehand, you're not going to see those types of things happening. It's going to be smooth all the way across, and you're going to get a really nice sound. 
Uh, the other thing is controlling things like the iris. If you've ever shot video with a smartphone or a handy cam or, or anything else, you know that if you're shooting inside and you turn that camera and it points towards a window and the sun is out, what's going to happen? That room, phew, the whole room's going to get dark so that you can see what's going on outside. And then you turn away, whoop, the room's going to be super dark and it's going to brighten back up. Um, that is the iris opening and closing automatically to kind of even out the different lights. And you don't really want that to happen in a professional setting. So by being able to control that, you can set up your lighting, you can set up your, uh, your iris exactly where you want. And then if you move around a little bit, it's, it's not going to change that. It's, you're not going to see those fluctuations. And that can be good or bad in certain situations, but for the most part, you want to have that control. Uh, especially if you're going to shoot outside where the sun is super bright, it could bring down your iris and then the person you're shooting is going to look dark. And so if you have control over that, you can make sure that it's set the way that you want. Now in the, uh, in the iPhone and I assume in the Android phones as well, when you're using the built in, you can actually, let's say you're outside, the sun is bright in the sky, the person is really dark because of that. If you click on that person, just tap on their face, it's going to adjust for that face and the sky is going to get blown out a little bit, but they're going to look better. So this kind of the same thing, except this is going to give you precision control and it's not going to change. Same thing with your focus. Instead of having an autofocus or clicking on a certain area of the screen for focus, you can literally control it with a ring and make sure that everything is focused the way that you want it. Uh, and by the way, with these programs, you also have auto versions of these as well. You can turn these auto on and off. Um, but for the most part, with the focus, you can control that. To be honest, I use the, with the focus in, uh, in Filmic Pro, I actually use one of the reticles, which is kind of like a, an on-screen target. And, and I'll just you know, drag that to the person's face or whatever, and, and then it will know, okay, this is the place that I want to keep in focus. But you can do that with the little ring thing, very similar to using a, a real camera lens, um, but it's on screen. Uh, and, then, and then as far as controlling things like your, your uh, uh, excuse me, your shutter speed. Your shutter speed is a very important part of, of video shooting as well. In different situations, you may want to have a different shutter speed. If you're inside in the dark, you know, in a fairly dark room and you're interviewing somebody sitting at a chair um, and they're not going to be moving much, you can change your shutter speed and bring it way down to 130th. 130th might look a little weird. 160th, pretty good. That's going to be nice. It's going to give you a nice image. You're going to be able to adjust your, your um, iris based off of that. And it's going to give you a nice, smooth image with um, just a little bit of that kind of motion blur going on. Just a little bit. So it's going to look nice and natural. And if you're outside doing sports, you may want to bump that up, go to 240. And that's where you're going to get, you know, if you ever watch like uh, footage of like a football game and they they almost look like they're moving faster than they are. And it's like not stuttery, but, you know, it, it, you don't get that same motion. You see more of what's going on. That's what's going to do that. Or those fight scenes that you see in movies where it just looks different. They're shooting at a very high shutter speed so that you don't get a lot of the blur in there. It's more very staccato. Um, and you're seeing more perfect stills along the way. And that's something that you can do inside of these programs is control that to really get a good, you know, look that you want to go for. You can, of course, change your, um, your frame rates, 30, 60, 90, 120, whatever they have in there. You can adjust that in there. You can adjust that in your phone in general, but you'll be able to do that on the fly in here as well. Uh, you'll also be able to adjust your colors. So if you want to have, you know, if you want to choose the, si the setting, you can do that. 
most of these softwares will have like a cloudy setting. So if you're outside in the clouds, if you're outside in the sun, you can set that. If you're inside with uh, fluorescent lighting, you can put a setting on for that. If you're in inside with incandescent lighting, you can press a button for that. And you can control it all manually as well. If you want to have your image look like it's you know, really blue, you can adjust that so that everything looks kind of blue. If you're trying to go for a certain effect or green or red or yellow or whatever it happens to be or black and white. You can do all of those things with these softwares and really get a much better picture. So, Steve, I've talked a lot. What do you think about all this? I think it's cool. Uh, what I especially like are the HUDs. I, I figured that would be the case. Yep. The HUDs are the HUDs are very cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, they sure are. <laughs> now, with all of that said, why do we why do we talk about this today? Well, because right now you as a video shooter, whether you're doing it professionally or for fun, have a ton more options than you would have had many years ago. Um, you know, back in the early 90s, the late 80s, the mid 90s even, you would have had to buy a very expensive camera. I mean, we're talking thousands of dollars in order to get a lot of the controls that we're talking about in here. And you wouldn't have had 4K, 8K, or even 1080p video. You would have had 480 regular standard television video for those $5,000, $10,000 cameras. Now you can shoot with something like your iPhone or your Android phone. You can get more features than most of those cameras had, more effects, larger image, more control over your frame rate, because, you, by the way, you only had 30 frames a second back then. Uh, later on, you had 24 frames a second, but that was another, you know, with the digital cameras, you, you started to get that with some of the Panasonic cameras and whatnot. But you got control of all of that, which you didn't have, which means right now you've got something in your pocket that can do better video than giant expensive cameras could just a few years ago. Now, some people would say, well, yeah, what about the lenses? Well, you're right. You're not going to get the same quality lens that you would get with a really nice Canon camera or Panasonic with a Zeiss lens or, or what have you, or Sony with a Zeiss lens. But because of the high resolution, because it's 4K, because of the shutter, shutter speeds and all those controls that you have, you're going to get just as good or better a picture as you would have gotten with those, even with those little tiny lenses. Just make sure you got plenty of light because that's the big difference is the light that gets into there. Obviously, a tiny little lens is not going to bring in as much light, so you're going to have to work a little harder for that. That being said, we had cameras with giant lenses on it when we used to do weddings, and they were terrible unless there was a lot of good light. And the iPhone, at least, I don't know about Android, probably the same, is much better in dark situations than the ones with the giant lenses were back in the days. So even that is not necessarily a deterrent. Um, Bringing your phone may not look professional, but the quality of video you can get is definitely professional. And I've started using it in professional settings. I uh, I was afraid to do that for a while. You know, oh, I can't bring a little iPhone when somebody's paying me. Well, I do now. And, you know, and it's worked out well. Name me another camera that you can shoot both people at the same time or multiple cameras on the same piece of device. You're not going to find that except for that old 80s one that I had that was really weird. So you've got something that you would not have had 20, 30 years ago that you can do right in your pocket right now, and you can be a professional. Instead of spending 15000 you can spend 15 bucks on an app. So that's why we wanted to talk about that today. And, uh, you know, I think it's something well worth talking about. So get out there, get one of these apps, try them out, because they are very, very good, and they're going to help you to shoot even better with that beautiful piece of device that you have right in your pocket right now. 
All right. Very good stuff. And Steve, if you wanted to have, let's say, oh, I don't know, a stand for that smartphone or a microphone for that smartphone, where might you get that? I heard uh, hmm. Movo has some good stands. Why, yes, they do, Steve. Movo has all of those great things. If you're shooting with your iPhone, you can get a lapel microphone. You can get the VXR10 and stick it on top of that uh, that smartphone. You can get a holder for the smartphone that you can put on there, and then you can attach your lights to it, and you can attach your microphones to it. You can attach your smartphone to a tripod. You can get mini tripods. You can get desktop mics. You can get studio mics. You can get it all at Movo by heading on over to RayTheVideoGuy.com slash Movo and pick up one of those beautiful microphones, stands, lights, and everything else that they have right there at Movo. RayTheVideoGuy.com slash Movo. And with that, Steve, are we ready to hear that beautiful song one more time? Hit it right. Here it is. He's Ray the Video Guy. Yeah, Ray the Video Guy. His skill is where it's at. Even if he's a little fat, he's filled with video expertise and has so much knowledge that you need. His YouTube ninja tricks can make your marketing so sick. He's Ray the Video Guy, yeah, Ray the Video Guy. 